fashion insider friends what is up this is the fashion crimes podcast where i cover all things fashion style shopping style inspiration and interview incredible small business owners who are changing the fashion industry for the better yes i'm the best friend you never knew you needed and the poster child for fashion over 40 and i mean way after 40 Say it with me, fashion and style are your friends, not your enemies. I'm Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist, and let's keep it real, the only Holly you need to know. Turn it up, because I got a lot to say, and I am super stoked you're here. What's up, everybody? This is Holly Cates, your hostess with the mostest, your favorite personal stylist, and as always, the only Holly you need to know. Coming at you, second week of January. Boy, do we have a BFD in the house with us today. I hope you guys listened to last week's episode, which was Kia Tomlin of her namesake line. Uh, She was absolutely incredible. Go Pittsburgh Steelers. Thank you so much, Kia, for joining us last week. But this week, my God almighty, we've got the biggest, the baddest, the number one plus-size supermodel ever to walk the runway, lifestyle coach, founder of True Beauty, speaker, author, professional lifestyle expert. It goes on and on and on. Emmy, welcome to the Fashion Crimes Podcast. How are you? Holly, I'm so glad to join you. This sounds like a lot of fun. You are incredible. Thank you so much for meeting us and sharing your knowledge and your truth bombs with our listeners. At this stage, I really have said this before time and time again, I want 2023 to be all about supporting women entrepreneurs that are changing the fashion and beauty industry for the better. Yes, I am so excited. That's why I'm so grateful to my bestie, Michelle Lynch, who introduced me to you and who- Love Michelle. Love Michelle, who connected me to you. I want to- you to give your own bio and tell our listeners why you're so important. No, if I'm so important, but why I love doing what I love to do. So that's a little little bit of a shift. I love finding joy within the, the honoring of my body and all that it can do and being in fashion and being able to be involved in fashion and wearing trend appropriate as well as, you know, being out and being fit and also just breaking it down and being darn right grateful, uh, terra firma on this earth while we have this time. And I have done, I've written books, I've done TV shows, and it's all around honoring the body, all the different shapes and sizes and colors and all that we are, and not listening to, you should be this way, you should be that way, because the would, shoulds, and coulds really could dig a grave for us. And I don't want to feel like I'm less than every single step of my life. I want to feel in, infused with joy. And it it's an inward journey to tap in, tune in, and turn on to that, so that when you hear messaging on the outside, when you hear conversations around the dinner table, when you hear cocktail party discussions, or you see billboards and your image or friends of yours are not reflected in the ideas of beauty, you know, deep down inside that if you're rocking your life and you're in it to win it, that's the best place to be. Instead of trying to change yourself to one day, you, you know, you might not have a bigger butt. And then all of a sudden the trend is that you need to have a bigger butt. You run out and you try and get it. Or one day you need to have a certain hairstyle or this. We can 
spent so much time being something that we're not. We don't need to do that. I love that. I love that. When you started out as a model, let's just throw a year out there. When did you start modeling? I started modeling in 1989. I literally walked into an agency on a whim and I, you know, I started working with them for about six months and I wasn't getting paid my full fare on, you know, the job. And I was invited to go and uh, work with Ford models and the rest was really history. Did you get a lot of rejection or were they open to you being different? Yes. And different is a very good word, but it's because the the trend at the time was weef. Oh, and yeah. I was a size 14 Amazon, you know, 5'11", very strong and, and fit with curves. And a lot of photographers and stylists were like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> how do we, how do we get her dressed? And but because it was for catalog, and that's the cream to the creme de la creme within the industry. If you can become a booked often model, a frequent model with different catalogs, you're making really good money. And yes, the editorial is really, you know, très jolie and quite chic and wonderful. But those opportunities were not really available to us in the in the 90s um, or early 90s. And I just kept on showing up and and realizing that, you know, if a photographer is going to say, I'm not going to shoot that fatty, I almost walked away from the industry when this actually happened. And I went into holistic health and all that for about nine months. And then People Magazine's 50 of the Most Beautiful People in 94, where they were looking for a new kind of beauty. And my agency was like, you used to be a TV reporter before this. And, you know, you could really communicate well on what's really happening in the industry. And so out of 500 people, it went down. I thought they weren't telling me the truth. And I was like, I'm not coming back. This is the craziest industry. And then I was chosen. And that really changed my trajectory and my life. And I was really nervous to go back into this industry because I didn't feel it was good for my self-esteem and body image. And there's lessons here about going over the edge of something that you might be interested in. You really don't know everything about it to give yourself a chance. And whatever you're going to learn is good into the bucket of experience. And especially with this photographer who said, I'm not going to shoot this fatty. Three years later, I'm down in Miami helping the luncheonette lady give out coffees in the morning when all the RVs and all the photographers and models are out. My German clients woke up later because they stayed up later having way too much fun. And I was there answering phones and I I got to answer a phone call for that photographer who I, I would never imagine seeing him again. And he and I had all this uh, really great stuff happening in the press. And he looks at me and I said, you have a phone call, uh, Mr. So-and-so. I'm not going to mention his name. And he goes, oh, you're Emmy, aren't you? And my whole body went through a chill. And I'm thinking, this guy looked mangy. He looked like he partied all, you know, three, three years ago. He partied like a rock star. And he was just, just disgusting. He looked very handsome that day. And he had two wonderful models on either side. And I looked at him. I go, no, actually, we work together. It's really good to see you again. I want to let you know that you know, I appreciate us working together and you actually helped me stay in the industry. And I handed him his phone and I walked back and I was like, man, did I just learn a lesson about why bullies are bullies? And he was so fearful with having my image on his film and getting it processed for anyone to know that he was shooting a woman that was a size 12, 14 or a 14 at the time. He was so scared that he reacted like a jerk. And I tell kids all the time when I lecture, Never take what a bully has to say to you to heart. 
It's really hard not to, but there's a reason behind it. So many years later, I was like, wow, you know, I'm so glad that I came back in because this life with, uh, you know, having People Magazine twice nominate me in this 50 Most Beautiful issue threw me around the world a couple of times. And I started as a journalist listening to the stories of men and women and kids if they brought them to the fashion shows. Uh, Michelle was involved with a lot of those fashion shows. They would pour their hearts out that they weren't feeling good in their skin. And how could they take a piece of like what I was doing? And I said, I'm breaking it down real simple. You got to stop listening to everyone else. And you got to start eating really, really yummy, delicious food when you're hungry and stopping when you're not hungry. Getting out and walking and moving, getting your body, get into your body, not do it for the calories and stop doing the wings, stop doing all that kind of crazy stuff. Get your sleep and hang with good people. Your life rolls so much from who you hang with. With hardship, you just kind of turn it around, Holly, you know, you, you and you could fold up and go into another direction. But I was given such a wonderful opportunity to, hey, will you come back? This is a great opportunity. And I just took it and jumped in. You sound like you are very smart at a very young age, which is definitely to your advantage, because instead of you reacting to that, you used it as a as a tool. And look at you now. That's incredible. Very kind of you. I, I, it was devastating, but it, it I had to take a little bit of time to recalibrate. Like, what was I doing the modeling for? For his approval or for me to make bank? Right. So you did print. You did runway. Were you involved with New York Fashion Week? Did you walk for Fashion Week? So early on... No, there was some side, you know, sub fashion week work for different stores, but full figure gals were not involved in fashion week until the whole IMG girls started coming in and the Ashleys and the, there's like a bunch of girls that just banged down the door in 2003, four, five, something like that. And it took a force to be like, do you realize how many people are out there, 100 million uh, that are above a size 14 in our country and we're not reflecting them? So I had the grace and the honor to work with Chromat and they're a, a bathing suit line predominantly. And for the first time walking on the runway, I was in this cage. I was in a bra and underwear and my daughter was sitting in the front row and, and no one had seen me in a while because I was bringing up my daughter. And when I came back out, I think it was 2014, 15, the whole place blew up. I just said, focus, focus, keep on walking one foot in front of the other. And I go, I'm so crazy. I'm in my fifties and I'm walking with a bra and underwear and a cage. And I can hear people going, oh my God, is that everything? <laughs> And I walk back and I go back in the background. I'm like, oh my, God, my first show, that was so much fun. I love walking in New York Fashion Week. I, I mean, I've worked with Michelle, like you have, with all the work that I did with Bloomingdale's, with my my own clothing lines and, and Bloomingdale's and Macy's and all over. But walking in New York Fashion Week, I love the energy with the other models. I love the, the the fanfare with your hair and your makeup. And I love the lights. And I love bringing new ideas and concepts to the world press and to the audience that's there. It's infectious. It's so much fun. 
I'm sorry to miss that show because I, I love Chromat and I love going to Fashion Week. I, we go every year or so. Hopefully we get to see you live again. Maybe you'll walk again. Oh, I just can't wait. I would love, love, love. You know, it, it seems like once I'm going to be approaching 60 next year and um, well, this year, actually. That is incredible. Thank you for sharing that. Yes, of course. I'm pretty proud about it. Um, I, it's my age and I don't try to hide, but I think within the fashion industry, there's a, a small little aperture that people that are not young and youthful get to pass through. So it would be wonderful. I would love to walk around the world on different runways because it's so much fun. I enjoy it. I really, truly do. But if it doesn't come my way, it's okay. I've got a whole bunch of other stuff going on, which I'm really, really happy. We're going to put that in the universe for you. So universe, listen up because that's what she wants and we're going to make it happen. So 2023, you were kind enough. Um, Emmy was so sweet before we started and she gave me a, a little mini coaching lesson and said that 2023 is my year. And I'm flipping that back to you and saying that this is going to be your year and I'm going to be in the front row and you're going to be walking and I'm going to be like, oh my God, we're best friends. We are total besties. Um, I'll wait to you when I'm I know it'll by. be so great. I want to talk about some issues with fashion over 40. And I thought you would be a great person to ask some opinions about. I know you used to have a clothing line. I'm assuming it's not in production anymore. Not a few, yes. And, and no, I'm not in production right now, but I am going back into some other stuff having to do with apparel. Yeah. Going to the grocery store, looking at your friends, looking at the people around you in your community. What is the biggest mistake that women make in fashion? I know what I think. You tell us what you think that people do as a, make a mistake. Well, here I sit with my doggy hat on and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm being a little grunge today, but that's okay. It's that's okay. okay. I do believe that when I go out to an event and I see a beautiful woman or, and, and women that can put themselves together in a way that you don't look at their outfit so much, but you really look at their face and everything else blends. I think there's too much going on. Loud shoes not the right tone of the top and the bottom, a dress that's not fit correctly, too large, too too tight, not the right foundation is the number one thing. Smooth. You can have a nice smooth silhouette and whether you're size 24 or size zero, finding the right undies and the right bra and the fit and all that make a beautiful outfit on the outside look seamless. Got it. I agree with you 1,000%. And don't wear so many accessories. If you're going to wear an accessory, like you have this awesome chain, <laughs> big chain Thank necklace, you. but are you wearing big hoops? Are you wearing a ton of bracelets? No. So there's a rule that whenever, you know, when I do fashion shows on TV, I'm like, okay, what is it that you want to wear? Let's get what you want to wear. And I'm going to take one thing away. I'm going to maybe take another thing away because you don't have to have rings, bracelets, necklaces, and big hunky jewelry around your ears. Are you trying to cover yourself up? You want your your soul to shine. The outfit is accompanying you. You don't want to be about your outfit when you walk into a room. You want to feel comfortable. You want to feel graceful. You want to feel goddess-like. And if there's so many other distractions, there's too many messages being sent out into the the room and you want yourself to shine. I totally agree because when 
people, you look approachable, then people want to talk to you. And then the clothes are secondary. You attract people by your confidence within your clothes can say that. And then people want to talk to you and then the clothes don't matter because you've already attracted, you know, they have three seconds to make a decision if they want to talk to you. There's the support staff, the support team. Yep. Agreed. Sometimes the clothes, depending, I always say to men, please buffer your shoes. Please. I I don't care where you go. I'm a single woman. I go on dates. It's horrible, horrible to say this. If you don't shine your shoes, that says some stuff about you that, that quite frankly, I'm not interested. You should teach a class, a dating class and be like, yes, no, seriously. I mean, as someone who is actively dating, you could coach people on what to wear oh, because people- well, not to what to wear, but I do, co- I, you know, transformationally, I go out with these kind of guys and it never works out. So the transformation is getting them to where they treat themselves. If yes. women treat themselves like at this level and they're going out with someone who's waist high, you know, the shoulder high for those on the podcast, I, I'm sorry, I forget that we're not all on video, but on the, on the shoulder, if you're treating yourself so well and you're at the level of your shoulder, right? You're, or at the top of your head. But if a, somebody comes in your life, man, woman, it doesn't matter. And they're, they're treating you waist high. You're, it's not your job to change them. It's not your job to teach anybody. You could just say, thank you, but no, thank you. This is just mm-hmm. not going to work. You don't have to go, well, they were having a bad day. Stop making the excuses. Love it. So as a single woman, are you enjoying dating? Is it cumbersome to you? Do you are you having fun? Are you meeting people? Are you doing a lot of great things? Are you enjoying your freedom. Tell us a little bit about that. I really have been blessed with dating a couple of long-term relationships that have been really fantastic, nutritive and kind and wonderful. And while I am not in a relationship, I really do fill my time with my own emotional nutrients uh, to grow and learn and get into the shoes of my highest self. It's very, you know, it's impossible to get there as, as, as a human being. But the more that I can become aware of who I am and how I enjoy living, I think that that's going to attract somebody that's at that same place. And I do like going out on dates. I usually, uh, I do not use the apps. I get connected by friends and I really appreciate that. And I also show up. I'm, I'm very active in going to events. I really love people. So I'm open to talking um, and communicating. And I do believe that when the right timing is really there for me to meet the person that I would like to spend good part of the, the, this next quarter of my life, they have to be active and they have to be active that fills their bucket, not to do be active for me. Because mm-hmm. you say that you snowshoe. Well, I'm going to, we're going to go and do five miles up a mountain. We're going to test that. <laughs> no, not test it. That's just what I do. Right, but right. I was invited to Olympic trials as a rower. So my body is an athlete. I am an athlete. So it's unfortunate when somebody will say, oh yeah, I'm really active. I'm like, okay, I've got, let's just go and let's, oh, it's so... I'm not forcing that door open. My 21-year-old is back in uh, California for her last semester at school, and she's staying there. So now I'm looking to being open to relationship. And I'm excited. I, I The relationship that I'm working on is really the relationship with myself, and I can't wait to include others in it. Always. PSA, Emmy is single. 
single and looking. (laughs) She is single and looking hear that universe. No, I'm kidding. But that is so inspirational. I mean, and as a transformational coach, you can talk a little bit about that. That's how you empower yourself, I think, by really seeing what others can't see in themselves. And as a personal stylist, I do the same thing. I see in you or whoever what you're having trouble seeing in yourself. So speak about your coaching business. 2020 hit us all square between the eyes. And I had just finished the Me Miami line with Ashley Stewart. And I was going into more conversations with other groups to go back into it. It's not an easy industry, the fashion industry, but I do love it because I love meeting the women. I love doing the fashion shows. I love it so much. And I love, like you do, when you see that transformation of women not knowing how to put it together, and you give them a little zhuzh, a little love, and you go, oh, it's this, it's this, and this, you blah, 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 and you put it all together and you're like, oh, I can't believe how wonderful I look and how I feel. This is so great. So going into 2020 and having everything locked down with a full year of bookings to lecture live, that's what I do. And then it all going away. I quickly turned on my Instagram because I didn't know how else I could really serve and also be engaged with people. So I said, I'm meditating. (laughs) I'm meditating this time every day. And for 90 days in a row, I did a reading from really inspirational books. We read through a few books and also I meditated every single day at the same exact time, which I normally would, but I was accountable to this group that was building online. And then I got motivated by Brene Brown, Dare to Lead, to go and take a leap back into school and go to Coaching EDU and get my certification. And then I went to the ICF, International Coaching Federation, and got accredited there. And I started attracting different kinds of clientele. And I have a group business as well as a, an executive and VIP level where if we're working on certain things and then they, they are in the higher level of the VIP, I go on location sometimes. Sometimes they ask me to come on an, uh, an offsite retreat with them to talk with them and to be a part of their day to day. Most of it is online and through Zoom. The transformations, and I'm not telling them what to do. I've been trained to ask questions. Mm. I've been trained to be an active listener. And from being a journalist to being a coach, there's a lot of similarities. And I had to take that speaker part of my, my world when I was in the modeling and getting into being a motivational speaker. I had to take a step back from that. But with all of my experience of being a shapeshifter, a change maker, a social reformer about beauty and inclusion and all that, I just parlay it and bring it over into the questions that, so a big part of the coaching is what does your legacy look like? And then people are, are wondering, should I take the leap? They're looking to go and jump up in a business. They're looking to start a business. They're looking to start a a movement. And the questions that come up and then you sit and you hold space and you are right there and it's confidential, nothing goes anywhere, to feel the energy that's exchanged between the two of us and then to hear the ideas of how they want to get there. And then I take my notes so that I can be their accountability coach. So every other week you meet with them, but every other week you also check in as an accountability coach. Like, how's it going? 
what have you gotten off your list? Because life is busy. And with 2020, 2021, 2022, 2022 was a crazy year. It wasn't all back to normal at all. And it was not going into the near, into the future. It was just this like kind of hanging, what's going on? And 2023, I feel like we're going into a, yes, we do have COVID. Yes, we do have all these different things, but people are gathering their steam and they're getting closer and closer to what it is that's going to give them joy instead of just pushing papers at work, instead of doing what their parents wanted them to do. And especially I have a very large family handing a business down. Sometimes where they hand it down is not the greatest recipient and they're not getting joy. Then we go deeper. So there's a spiritual part of the the coaching that takes place where you go deep and you can go deep very quickly and knock on the door of your soul and say, well, who do you want to be? How do you feel right now? What changes would you like to make? What's calling you? And I'm saying those very quickly, but it's sometimes I can ask two questions in a 45 minute session and there's a lot of silence, but how often do we have someone that's there for us with a lot of experience to honor your thinking process and not go, oh, let me just get this call. Oh, I got to read this while you're waiting and thinking. It's completely focused. And when every coach has to get coached. So I can only thank the many coaches that I've had through all my, my training and also the coaches that I'm now involved in as a professional, because I believe in the process completely, to be able to get my game where it's at today. And I'm two years, three, going into three years into this, and I am going to do this until I get kicked out of this life. Honestly, I love it so much. I love that you love it. You need to be my coach. I mean, that was the first thing I you asked me. You're coach, like, <laughs> you're like, who's your coach? I was like, uh, it's been a minute. We'll talk after. Yeah, I, we'll talk after. I am very upset because you have to go. We have so much more to talk about. It is not okay that we are not done. Will you please come back? Absolutely. And if there's one thing that I can leave you with is check out True Beauty Foundation. Dot org because all the work that I was doing with uh, body image and self-esteem, this foundation was made to improve youth mental wellness. Oh, I need to sign me up for that. Say mm. it again. What's the name of the company? True Beauty Foundation. Foundation.org. How can we find you? So you could go there. There's a there's a link to um, Emmy Style, and Emmy Style is my professional website. But TrueBeautyFoundation.org is my foundation, and EmmeStyle.com is my professional site. How lucky am I that I got to meet you? I got to work with you. I got to interview you. Now we're besties. Now you're gonna come back. Now I'm I stuck might be with, your coach. <laughs> I know. Now you're stuck with me. It's so funny. I mean, you're I'm gonna ask, you're gonna give me your phone number. My girlfriend's gonna be like, ooh, watch out. Be careful of that. She might call you. But I'm always that person. Don't invite me because I'll come. Don't invite me because you make sure you want me there. I am so grateful to you. I am so loving the work that you're doing because the world needs people like you. And being more self-aware is the foundation of what I'm doing because. It is everyone's right to look and feel fabulous. It just is. 
And it's your choice if you want to feel that way. I want to feel that way. That's how I tapped into my power. I feel like I look good. I want to look better. I want to learn more. I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. Then I'm in the wrong room. I need to be surround myself around and most people with people that will challenge you and that will offer you something more that you aren't aware of. So thank you for all the work that you're doing. Emmy, we support you. We love you. Go on her website. Find her on Facebook, Instagram. Are you on TikTok? Are you a TikToker or no? Or no? I deleted TikTok and um, I'm taking a hiatus off of Twitter until it gets its act together. But I am on Instagram, uh, the official Emmy, the official Emmy. Please follow. I would love to answer any questions anybody has. And Holly, I can't wait to talk to you. And thank you for having me on your show. This is so much fun. I'm so excited. Thank you guys for listening this week. We have so much great content coming up this month. Not only this month, we are going to have a huge contest for Valentine's Day. Also, if you have not joined our Insider Bestie crew, please go to the Fashion Crimes Podcast website, drop your email into the pop-up box. You will get a free wardrobe checklist, the only wardrobe checklist that you will ever need. And you will get all of this free fashion content delivered to your inbox every single week. Don't know how your day can get any better. Yes. Hit me up. Send me snail mail. Send me a DM. Send me spoke signals. Let me know what you need. This has been the Fashion Crimes Podcast. Emmy, we love you. Thank you so much. And we are out.